That's better. That's better. Yes, yes, and yes. And that yes. is the truth. Yes. Repent, and thou shalt be saved. Yeah. I am Caesar Santos, your Christian extremist host, <laughs> only in here on <laughs> Off the Books from Alethia Radio. I am a Christian nationalist. What are you I talking about? A Christian, a Christian I am your Christian nationalist, Sean Egan. Yes. On the other line. We'd like to welcome you to Alethia Radio's show, Off the Books. Where we give you the goody goody. Yeah. On all things. That's good. And good. Bad. And stuff. Yeah. So we're going to talk yeah. about the Word of God today. But as we talk about the Word of God, we are going to enter part two, count them one and two of our show, which we are calling Faith in Politics. Today is the second part, which is The Great the Divide. The Great Divide. Yeah. It's kind of like. You ever see The Land Before Time, The Great Divide? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that. Like, I know all you Christians out there feel like Littlefoot right now, looking for his mama, but she's gone. <laughs> I don't just know. want you to know. I don't think most of them don't know what reference <laughs> you're referencing, that, that animation. The Land Before Time, Come man. on, it's the dinosaurs, It's the Great man. Divide. It's the the dino- Great Divide, yeah. I got you. I feel like a long neck all the time. I got all right. you. So, yeah, the great divide. As we come into the show, it is now time for what? Is it time for already? Yeah. The news with Alethea Radio at eight o'clock, discussing all the things. I'm your host, Ted Koppel. Now you remember? <laughs> how they used to do that. They used to turn for the camera, Kaidi Chung. You know, like all right. But yeah, so it's news time. We don't have that type of editing here. Though. Yeah, we're not. No budget there for that, but. Let's talk about what's going on in the news. So, it is a political commentary type of day. Yeah, definitely. So, what's going on you in have, the news? We have 13 days to the elections. 13, 13. days to the elections. 13. So, if we're going to talk about current events in the news, we're going to talk about these debates. That just I want to talk about Hillary Clinton, too. Yeah. I don't like talking about her. Nah, I'm no, I'm sorry. No, I love yeah. talking about Hillary. She's out of control. All right. So, um, we're going to talk about the debates. Because there was a lot of destruction <laughs> that went on. Yeah. And listen, man, it's destruction because you got to beg for I'm that. not happy about it because the baits are so late. And if you really look at it, a lot of people are taking the Biden blueprint. And the Biden, yeah. the Biden blueprint is don't debate, don't even do nothing, just stay in your basement, and then hopefully you'll get elected. Well, no, no. If and he it works. stayed in his basement, things would have been a lot better, actually. Yeah, he's, he, yeah if he didn't he didn't stay in his basement, it, it would have been bad news because he would have, we would have lost. But but most of the Democrats are you know not debating. Republicans are calling for well, it. Who's the, who's, who's the girl that didn't want to uh, debate... Um, What's her name? Uh, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? I, the, forget, uh, I forget who who is going against Carrie Lake. I think, I'm not big on, so on outside Lake is of what, New York. Um, but, Arizona. Uh, yes. Okay. Arizona. So Carrie Lake is running for, um, I believe, Senate. Right? Is it Senate? Yes. In Arizona, and so uh, they they were offering a debate, and then she straight up was just like, "No, I'm not going to debate her." Well, and 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 this is the problem that the debates are an issue because Kate Hobbs. She's going Kate against. Hobbs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And she's going for governor, by the way. Governor of Arizona. Oh, governor, excuse governor. me. Yeah. I'm brushing up. Yeah. All right, so... But she's so a beast, by the all way. All right, so we live in New York. We're going to focus on New York first, and then we're going to get back to that. So yeah. this was New York. This is a little piece, uh, courtesy of Fox, uh, of oh, which, Lee, which one are you going Selden into? and Kathy Hochul. Oh, you're doing Lee. Did you okay. see that? Yeah. That oh, was it, was a good gr- one. it was It was... Uh, poor Kathy. All right, so I'm going to play a clip. Mm. And hopefully the volume's up. Sean's not hating on me right now. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, here we go out of jail as possible. She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone is- who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. I'm pretty sure I just... I, I don't, I, wait. <laughs> I don't know why that is so important to you. Why is crime so... I don't know why crime is so important to you. <laughs> why... There you go, uh, Lee. That's your entire remaining yeah. campaign right there. I don't know why. I don't it's know so, why. I don't know why it's so important to you. Why is crime important to you? 
Hmm, maybe because I don't like getting robbed or mugged or beaten. All right, so what's happening in New York right now is there's a lot of crime. The crime is through the roof right now. Like, we live here. We get it firsthand. We, we see all, everything that's going on. There's stores. Do you know there's stores in my neighborhood that they're just people are just doing smash and grabs now? Oh, yeah, that's been going in, in New York City for a while. Yeah, a but while now, now it's all over the island, and yeah. it's like... People, there's kids just running in stores, just breaking stuff, snatching it, and running. I think one big part of that debate was uh, Zeldin basically saying the it's the cashless bail. So you know you get into and trouble. the decriminalization of it. Like so a yeah, yeah. So so like you that, can yeah. actually actually commit those crimes and you'll be out the next day. It's not no worries. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah. I'll, I'll meet you tomorrow. Yeah, what are you doing tomorrow? I don't know. You want to do a smash and grab like 2 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe we'll just go snatch some pizza off yeah, the shelf yeah. and run for lunch. Like, like it's insane. And listen, I I get it seems easy, but like where in your, in your right mind, keyword, right mind, do you think that it's okay, it's socially acceptable to do something like that. You know what I mean? And listen, we've all made our mistakes. Well, you're a cashless bail, bail denier is what you are. You might. I think I am. Yeah. I think that's what that is. So that's the other new thing is, now. is everybody's taking these names. Like if you don't agree with an election, you're, you know, an election denier. You're an election. If denier. you don't agree with climate change, Kathy Hochul said that. Yeah, you're, If Zelda. you don't agree with elections or climate change, you're a climate so change denier. was like, Okay, you're the governor. Why is everything going downhill? Why is this? Why is that? She's like, you know what? He signed. A, he didn't want to sign the bill that we put out. So therefore, that makes him against. Yeah, she could bring up automatic weapons, and not, not even automatic assault tonight. weapons, which every yeah. weapon is a you know, knife is an assault weapon. But yeah, she she kept bringing up assault weapons. Which I agree with. New York now. What's the percentage of, of crimes that are committed with handguns? Oh, like, it's big. Like 92% oh, or something Oh, it's like big. That? But actually, it, you know, it, it, in a lot of states, like I was looking up uh, one state. It's it's astronomical. I think it was in um, the, uh, which one is Philly. So Philadelphia, which we're going to be talking about Pennsylvania in a minute. But oh, yeah. Philadelphia, murders are up 78%, bro. Like it, 2017. Since 2017, by the way. It's 2017, it was 315. Wow. Okay, murders in Philly. This year, last year, 2021, 562. 78%. I wish my bank account was up 78%. Right, right. I'll take that. 78%. And, you know, what Hochul, like, her argument was basically those assault weapons. But what, what Zeldin was basically saying, you can complain about the assault weapons all you want. It's not... You're not thinking of law-abiding citizens because law-abiding citizens that have weapons are going to protect themselves. They're not going to be going out and killing sprees. Exactly, and it's like it's like so you're putting bans on assault weapons. Like, listen, it's not hard for a criminal to convert an assault weapon. They don't believe in the law. They don't care. Handguns. So you could take a nine millimeter and get a certain switch for your trigger and turn it to an automatic weapon and get an extended yeah and get an extended clip. That's illegal. Now, I have a pistol permit. Am I going to go and get that? No, I, I don't need to do that. But that's different. You're a law-abiding law citizen. citizen. That's what I'm saying. So, so which I do like what we passed in here is that now you have to, in order to get into like an AR-15 or something like that, you actually have to have now any automatic weapon other than, you know, than uh, a shot, no, not a shotgun, shotgun or, or a rifle, rifle. Basic rifle. Any yeah. automatic weapon, you actually have to have a pistol permit, which is good because that means you have to go through extensive background checks. You have to have uh, so what a, happens Detective. to all these 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 people with criminal intent that go out of state they're not to get, places where that you don't have to do it illegally transport but the even guns out of state you you them. can't buy you wouldn't be able to buy those weapons from if you're out of state you'd still have to live in state no no you can't no you can you couldn't bring it back to new york you, yeah but it's see, illegal but that's, but that's what they're doing that's right. what they're doing so they they're, they're going to pennsylvania they're going to north carolina they're going to everywhere else and they're and they're buying weapons and they're driving them back in. So now the law-abiding citizen who needs to protect his home against a guy with an AR-15 who obtained it illegally right. cannot defend his home right. because it takes him a year and change to get a rifle. Right. To get a, to get an AR-15, which is not fully automatic by any means. And it took takes a long time to get your pistol permit. 
you know, it took Especially me almost in New York. two years. Yeah, it took me like almost a year and a half, I would say. And I and I and they say because it was COVID and all that stuff too. But no, I, I don't. I think it just it dragged on uh, pretty pretty it long. Took me forty five years <laughs> to get my pistol permit. Yeah. All right. So what happened in Pennsylvania? So Pennsylvania, we had a, a debate between uh, Fetterman and Doctor Oz. Now Fetterman had a, a yeah. stroke, you know, and I feel yeah. bad for the guy. Yeah, Fetterman had a had a stroke and um. And, and it's affected honestly, his, his, his cognitive abilities, really. Some pe- whoever put him out on the campaign trail and told him this was a good... You know, you know, what, you know what I find really yeah. funny? What kind of wife would allow their husband to endure what he's about to endure? Yeah. Like, how do you say, like, don't worry, honey, you got this? Yeah. Yo. Hey, that's, that's good support. You know what? Go, go for it. But, but if... if they had to set up teleprompters I'm sorry. for him. If my wife allowed me to go on the chopping block after something like this, knowing how, how brutal politics are, I I would have to say she failed as a wife. Well, I get it because, you know, like he's he can't take, like if somebody's talking to him, it's I'm happening sorry, so- sorry, she's failed. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, it, it, happens, it, it happens so fast that he can't, register what you're saying and the question at the same time and that's so, the thing like so he needs a, a teleprompter for the guy yeah he needs a teleprompter to actually so he can read the question it helps him with the question but then you still have to process that question and and say say it you know yeah and and that's my thing so like and you're going against somebody that's a television you know guy that's personality, that's personality. Been in front of the camera but yeah right you know it, it, you know, it, he even said it. He actually said himself. Fetterman's campaign uh, campaign manager he was basically. Slip up some he, you know, he, he, we're going against the television personalities. It's not going to go very well. You know, you should have then not did it like like half the other. Uh, How about you don't people. run? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if if I was like. Hey, Sean, listen, you know how you wanted to hire me to climb that tree today? I broke both of my ankles, but I'm coming in. Yeah, like, I think you should stay home, and I'll fire somebody that can actually do the exactly. job. Exactly, yeah. because what matters most is that the job gets done. Yeah, I, I actually, I so feel bad for him. So yeah. so he comes out on the stage, and the first thing he says, instead of, hey, everybody, good evening, he says, good night. But I think that's just the pro- everything's happening so fast, he can't process. I actually feel bad for the guy. I really do. I really do. It's sad. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. It's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that that support. Yeah. So his, his mind is going into, okay, student debt loans, uh, you know, so well, many different things he is. can't keep it's up. Public speaking. Like, so on the show, like just for transparency guys like when we're speaking on the show and we have to deliver a certain level of content and and we actually have like technical issues or something like that it's really hard to think on the spot yeah. it's not something that you just like come up with or you just just make conversation and talk for the sake of talking that doesn't do any justice to you guys and then especially when the camera's rolling your camera's yeah. rolling you got people listening yeah all those things click in they actually were supposed to do two uh practice runs they did one. His camp, Fetterman's camp, was like, you know what? We don't need to do another Just one. Just go for it. Yeah. And and because now as Slow all, clap. Yeah. Slow clap for the Fetterman camp. Yeah. Now now that what they're saying is that it 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 was the prompters that made him speak this way. You know, of instead of prompters. you know, instead of getting, you know, a, a, you know, a slow clap, you know, you know, he started getting you know, everybody laughing exactly. at exactly. You know, it, it's terrible. You know what? Yeah, yeah but well, they put you out there on the track. Man. Yeah, and I feel bad. But here's some more of him. Uh, all right, let me just ask specifically uh, with the plan to like, um, ease student loan debt, the debt forgiveness of ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars for Pell Grant recipients. Do you support that position? I, I I do absolutely support that. I believe, like I said, uh, it's about helping young learners, you know, be able to get a better start, you know, getting off in the start of their life. And I, I do believe that. And I believe a majority of Americans support that as well, too. We all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True. Which is true. And yeah. I believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh 
we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to, to pay their own way. You have made two. All right. So this they're going to get into something which bothers me a lot because uh, two months ago, a lot of uh, the left leaning um, and this happens on both sides. As soon as you know that you're not winning and you're you're behind in a in a place where you should be way ahead you start then leaning towards whatever seems right for your constituents if if you said hey you know what and this is what he said he didn't agree with fracking didn't said don't want to do it don't agree with it we're in an energy crisis we need more of that actually even in new york so now so now he says i totally agree with it so this is how he said it though tonight the last night okay conflicting statements regarding fracking in a 2018 interview you said quote i don't support fracking at all i never have but earlier this month you told an interviewer quote i support fracking i support the energy independence that we should have here in the united states so mr fetterman please explain your changing position 60 seconds uh, I, i've i've always supported fracking and I always believe that independence with our energy is, is critical. We can't be held, you know, you know, ransom to somebody like Russia. You know, I've always believed that energy independence is critical. And I've always believed that. And I do support fracking. I've never taken any money from their, their, their industry. But I support how critical it is that we produce our own energy and create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But, but you didn't answer the question. In 2018 yeah. interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, oh. I, I do support fracking and... I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. 51% of Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Have you lost your fracking mind? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, come uh, on, man. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I don't like. Like, if you're going to stand for the truth, what you believe in, if you truly believe, hey, you know what, I don't, I believe that we don't, we shouldn't be energy sustainable, an energy sustainable country as far as oil and fracking, whatever it is, then stand by it. Then say that just because you're losing in the polls and you're especially your state like Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania relies See, on in the that. old neighborhood. We call that playing both sides of the fence. fence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. You got to stand on. No, something. Stand on. Something. So like, all right. So real quick, before we continue with what we're going on, also the student loan thing. I know I got a lot of friends out there that are for the student, the student loan thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing you have to ask yourself. Why is it great? Is it great because your debt is just going to be canceled? Or is it great because your debt is going to be canceled and you are going to wind up paying for it anyway? Yeah. You're going, and, and that's what it boils down. If your debt for, like, anytime the government gives you money that comes from you, you have to ask how it's going to be paid back. And then you should come to the really obvious conclusion that we're going to be paying for. Well, that's a that's a, a socialist ideology. That's everybody should pay into everybody else's issues. Well, Hillary Clinton should pay for this comment that she said two days ago. Yeah, Did Hillary. You hear about that? Yeah, I, I, you know what? For some, for because they they were going after Kerry Lake about her denying the elections of 2016, and, and they go on in January 6th and, and and on and on, but. They called her an election denier. And it's like, okay. I remember somebody was denying the election. Yeah, but this what, what Hillary said is 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 prophesying future denial. And this is what she said. So get ready for this. Buckle down for this one, if especially if you vote conservative. Warnings looking ahead to 2024. Let's take a look. Right wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy to then steal the 2000. Why, why? why would you say something so this is what so we're crazy. talking about tonight. It's division because this happens yes. in the family. This happens in your community. This happens in your, in your to, home, to in your church. To sit there and say something like that is is 
causing the division before before even the election happens. It's like why? It's no, that's not just necessary. Crazy. Yeah, it's not necessary. All right. So like, and and here's the issue about it. So as we get into this great divide, um, the great what was it? The great Earth shake. Yeah. From land before time. Land before, as yeah. we get into the great divide, um, why are we divided? I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is if you look at a polarized country like the United States right now, you'd have to ask yourself, why are we divided? And as Christians, the first thing we want to look at is like, okay, why is the world divided? Because I'm not divided. Like, uh, like I have, I have my, um, my, my personal views on, on politics, but those all stem from my, uh, I think the dog just fell on yeah. But uh, they, those views all stem from, from the moral standard that I get from the Bible, right? So if we're talking about politics right now, I would encourage anybody who is watching to, um, to consider not just what you're voting for, but why you're voting for it and, uh, and how it's, it's come into practice as well. Yeah. So it's a really important thing to do. So I was reading, um, I was reading uh, I, I've got some pew, pew polls. Over here. Nice. While you're getting that up, what you said, I think that you should be looking into what the vision of that particular person you're voting for is. Because I've seen a lot of debates, whether it's Republican or Democrat, a lot of them are talking uh, against one another, dividing each other and going off off their mistakes and their their wrongs and what you've done. Uh, But I don't see, okay, so what's your plan? What's your vision? Where do you see us in four years as a as a as a, a state, New York, or or a country? Like where where do you see us? What where are you taking us? And 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 that's an important thing because what's happening, like me as a Christian, like my values. The first thing I'm looking for is whoever is aligning best with those values. So when I see, uh, like for example, the left going very hard, I can't I can't really vote for that. That's right. not that's not a safe ground to vote on because some of these things are very harmful. And so what what will happen uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum is a lot of the Democrats will say, well, Republicans are becoming very extreme. Here's the thing. Take a time. Take your time. Look at politics uh, for a long time. And um, like so when it comes to my values, I look and I say, OK, um, if I vote Republican, it's one thing. But if I vote it, it's because I'm more of a conservative it's it's not that I'm a Republican. I, I'm a conservative. I'm a Christian. Like, I value certain things that, that they stand for and that the legislation will hold. Um, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, I look at it as something, like, totally different now. Because it, it it's real simple. So far, the right... I mean, there there is some far-right people. There's some maniacs out there. Um, but for the most part, the right itself has stood in the same place. But the left has gone so far yeah i mean even in the right you do have some right that are are not really right conservatives they're more moderate but it's all about the job well it's all about the job and the politic rather than and the image yeah the whole point of it is is kind of like us as christians as us ambassadors we're supposed to be salt and light and in the bible what is salt what did salt do back then it preserved Mm -hmm. so we're supposed to preserve these values in in our communities yeah and, and i think that's the most important thing that we need to do so like i don't care if 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 anyone is is liberal or, or or conservative i care when it comes down to this where my viewpoints are at so so the way i look at it is like i'm willing to have a conversation about this with anybody a rational conversation but now i don't really care what another person's um what how should i put this another person's uh preference is i'm really trying to look inside of me and see like what best represents my values right like right how you vote is irrelevant, but just I don't think anybody has the right to um to downplay somebody and and to and to and to try to shatter someone's um argument just because it makes them feel good. That's no reason to have a conversation about anything. No, like I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You know what I mean? I think it's really important that as um that as Christians we identify kingdom first before we we pick a side. Definitely. And you were saying this article that you were reading. Okay, so um. I noticed that I was looking for something totally different, but this wound up popping up, and this was interesting. This is a it's a, it's a Pew um, Pew research found found a couple of interesting things. Um, 
And uh, it says, so it says both major political parties have a problem with their approach towards religion in the eyes of many Americans. More than four in ten say that liberals who are not religious have too much control over the Democratic Party, while almost identical percentage says that the religious conservatives have too much influence over the Republican Party. Mm. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't actually agree with that in entire in its entirety, but I do understand what they're saying. So it says the public also has a distinctly different perceptions of both parties when it comes to dealing with religion and freedoms. By a wide margin, fifty-one to twenty-eight percent of the Republican Party seems most concerned with protecting religious values. By nearly identical margin, the Democratic Party is perceived mostly concerned with protecting the freedom of citizens to make personal choices. Hold that thought. Mm. Okay, so the reason why you're going to find a lot of religious people against um, what they're calling protecting the freedom of citizens to make personal choices is because you know what they're talking about. They're talking about abortion. It's, right. it's, it's really, I mean, listen, I'm not saying you're not a Christian if you vote uh, liberal. My, my opinions on this don't matter. What I'm saying is this. Me personally, um, I have a hard time. I have a hard time um, with with understanding that with understanding uh the the abortion view and uh and voting for somebody who will support uh the, the slaughter of children yeah i do definitely you know um i i don't i i'm not here to judge anybody's walk and their level of sin in their life that that's not my place um i can i can i can sit down and talk to you about it and we can get honest about it but i'm not going to come on here and label everybody as an entirety no you like, just not, what our purpose our job as christians is to just speak the truth and the truth is the bible teaches that it's at the, uh, that life is formed at conception even before that because god god says that he knew you even before the womb and this is why this this thing it's like so so now the wording is very see and this is why things are so polarized right now because nobody's getting to the point so it says the democratic party is perceived as most concerned concerned with protecting the freedom of citizens to make personal cho- personal choices so it says the republicans religious values democrats freedom like so what are you saying that there's no freedom in religion yeah actually it I feel the most free as I've ever felt. But now what you're saying is that a freedom of a person to make choices. Well, what about the little person? Yeah. Well, also the government should not, the the point is somebody put it in a good way. It it was actually a pro-choice person, but they said that it shouldn't be up to the government of my choice. Whatever choice it is, it shouldn't be the government's role to decide what I should choose. No, it shouldn't be. Way. Not the federal government, at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah. I think individual uh, communities, communities states, you know, have yeah. have the right to say, like, this is the way we feel over here. Right. This is the way we believe. This is what... if you, We don't do that, but if you want to do that, you're going to have to go somewhere else and do it. I don't think that... Laws. Be, I, don't, I don't think that should be a problem. Right. You know, like, we have this idea that, um, that communities should all be subject to federal rule, but we don't want authoritarianism. Well, that's what politics is, essentially. Politics is people that gather to make decisions about their city or their community. So check this out. However, independents are more critical of the influence of um, religious conservatives in the Republican Party Mm. than they are of the influence of secular liberals on the Democratic Party. Ugh. Yeah, hold on. What? Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. It is what it is. But, yep. Yep. Yep, it is what it is. So, 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 so you keep going. Go ahead. Keep going on that, on okay. that article. So the importance of... Um, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> the importance of this is... Um, hold on, just let me, let me hit everybody up. Okay, so the, the importance of this article is... Um, is is this statement right here? However, the independents are more critical of the of the religious conservatives on the Republican Party than they are in the influence of the secular liberals. You know, um, and that's that's a lot. That's that's a bit a bit much to say. You know, because to be more critical of religious conservatives than you are on secular liberals or the democratic shows shows the condition of what's going on in the world you know so most independents think religious conservatives have too much influence while fewer think 43% secular liberals have too much sway on the democratic party okay so here's the deal the culture war is ran 
by the Democratic liberal left, period. Nobody has more influence over the world than, than, than the non-secular party. Yeah. Nobody. It's like, so if you think there's so much influence by, by Christians, why is there so much filth available at the fingertips for every, every child? Yeah. Well, yeah. And the way things are taught, you know, actually I had, um, we have a program in our church called Awana, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a Christian, uh, Bible based, uh, school basically that happens every Friday. Kids come, they join the, 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 the main thing is memorizing scripture and learning whatever. But we had someone that came that was one of the higher ups and it's across the country, Awana. And he said that they have now, uh, some schools in Nigeria, that they implemented the public schools implemented the program of Awana, which is a Christian based Bible learning uh, program. And the schools not only in the past year have changed as far as attendance, but grades increased because they brought God into the school. And now the other outlying villages and, and, and areas in Africa, they're like, we need this more in school. So God is starting to go into the school. So I think a big part of that is we've, we've eliminated God in our schools and, you know, and we've taken it out. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And listen, that would be, that will be amazing if that happened here, like people say like, Oh, would you want God in schools? Would you? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I think the world would be a better yes. place. At least a choice, <clears throat> at least, the at least the choice of it, because you can learn about all, all different, uh, you know, uh, religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, you know, J- Judaism, things like that. But there, the, the, you can even learn about, you know, culture now, you know, the LGBTQ or, um, you know, uh, the, the critical race theory, things like that. They're trying to implement these things, but, but you should have that option of kids being able to take, pick a class. Like my son had certain classes that he was able to pick. And even my daughter did at one point, you know, now she's in college, but you had, you, you were able to pick some, some classes that you, you know, like music theory or, or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but there's nothing in there like, hey, I want to do biblical studies or I want to do, yeah. you know, they should have some classes in there. At least people can go to that. You right. Know? You see, and, and, and see, this is the weird, um, <clears throat> this is the weird, this is the weird, puberty. going on my voice. I'm going through puberty, puberty all over again. <laughs> and, and this is the weird part about it all because, like, even though these are things that I would want, if I don't get them, that doesn't mean the world is over. Right. That just means that, you know, I mean, you can't like, it's, it's like giving your kid medicine. Yeah. It's like, oh, like it, it, it tastes nasty, but it's going to help you. Like, you know, sometimes religion can be a shock to children, uh, to people who haven't experienced it. Um, and I'm not, I don't even want to say it in that. We're, we're talking about God and the, and the importance of, of him in life. Um, I just think uh, I just think people have a weird taste in their mouth about it only because of the rhetoric that's been put around it. I mean, if we actually had conversations where the language was identical to what it traditionally was, we wouldn't have these confusing areas of our life. So when people say things like um, like uh, like God has no place in school, well, that you can't. I mean, saying that to a Christian is like pretty like, like what do you mean? God has a place in everything. Yeah, you know what everything. I mean. Like you know. But um, like so, for example, um, well, I think when we're talking about family and division and things like that, I think a big part of that is what the what does the Bible teach us about division? You know, what did Jesus say? A house divided upon itself will fall. So, I think us, even as a, a our political views, whether it's uh, left or right or Democrat, Republican, independent, or, or or liberal, whatever it is, I think we have to come to some common common grounds where we can actually have a conversation without name calling and, and, and uh, verbal abuse, which it seems to turn both uh, sides turn into, you know, uh, it, it happens Absolutely. where we're, well, the Bible teaches us that we're supposed to have, uh, you know, uh, speak with truth, but with grace and respect. 
Absolutely. And you speaking know? with truth is, is painful even when spoken with grace and respect. Because the only thing that makes a conversation work is when somebody can recognize the grace that they're given during the conversation and the respect that they're giving during the conversation. During the conversation. So if you don't realize that what you're getting is grace and respect because you have a really shoddy definition of what grace and respect are, you're not going to care. You're not going to respect it back. Mm-hmm. And those things have to happen if you're going to actually engage with somebody in conversation and get somewhere. Your pride has to be put aside. Um, you really have to find a humble place for you to begin. And you can't go into the conversation saying, like, I can't wait to teach this person something. You should go into the conversation saying, I can't wait to learn something here. So, for example, First uh, Timothy uh, chapter 2, 1 through 2 mm-hmm. is, is really good because this should explain the, the, the approach that Christians take towards authority over us, governing authorities. It says, first of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So praying for our leaders and the people that are responsible for making these laws, even if we don't agree with them, is a part of of what we believe. Yeah, I mean, it's part, part of what we spoke about last week is that God is ultimately sovereign regardless. So even, you know, the, the leaders that are in, in place now that we don't agree with are there for a purpose. Nothing happens without God's, you know... Yeah. Uh, you know without God's or, or, ordaining, ordaining it. it. Yes. Yeah, the, nothing happens, you know? Yeah, and I think that's important because, like, you can look at our leaders when they lie to us. Like... I, I can see our leaders lying to us all the time. Like right now there's a big thing around anti-Semitism and anti-Semitism is not a good thing. You know why? Because anti-anything is not a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. know, you just don't, you just don't bash a group of people down um, for, for any reason. So I'm not going to get into the source of that statement, but what I'm going to say is but It's like anything. It's like the, even like the Black Lives Movement or or any kind of thing that you're, you're what you're doing is you're p- picking a specific uh, culture or race saying that they're... Yeah, someone does not have a certain level of attentive value at the moment based on their ethnicity. It's kind of like what's-his-name said it. Um, uh, What's-his-name... Everybody. No, but he was like, basically, we just need to stop talking about it. Oh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And he was like, the voice of God. Yeah. And he was, yeah. yeah, He was like, (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. He was like, he was like, well, don't you, uh, I think he was on, uh, was it Lemon? That, no, no, no. It was it was on a late later night show. Yeah, I think like, it was Don. I thought it was like, Don what Lemon. What should we do? He's like, stop talking about it. Yeah, I thought it was Don Lemon. He was like, right. you know, because he no, was like, no, no, it wasn't. It, it, was, it was it was a white host, I believe. But he was no, like, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, no, it, I think I was think it the lemon. I think it was the lemon. It and, was and, the lemon, and, and, or, or not lemon. Maybe it was uh, what's his name? I forget the other one, but. I don't think it was, but no, it was because yeah, I'm gonna look, look it up. up. Yeah, but he said he said so. How do you think we we tackle this issue of race? He's like, stop talking about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because because he's like he goes, well, look at you. Look, he said, look at you and look at me. Look, look at the position we're having a conversation. Yeah, he was like, look at you, look at me. Yeah, he was like Bruce, Bruce. Stop looking up. No, I I love Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him because his perspe- his perspective his perspective perspective. What is wrong with me is so yeah. raw and it's and it's so yeah. real. So while you look for that, I'm going to go on to something else here. Not something else. Same conversation. We're just going to continue on um on 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 what we're called to do. So um we we always use this one and it's it's Romans thirteen one through seven. It's a big long one. We actually used it a couple of weeks ago. But the first one is real simple. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and those that exist that have been instituted by God. So whether you agree with a person from a different political standpoint or you disagree with a person who is in an authoritative position in politics, it's irrelevant. We're called to obey the laws. We are called to respect the decisions that are made. And if we are going to go against the um, what the governing authorities say due to uh, it going against the law of God, we still have to do it in a lawful manner. We mm. cannot be lawless maniacs running around uh, just because we don't agree with something, because that's emotionally driven. So I pulled up uh, Morgan Freeman real quick. Okay, let's see. I bet you it ain't Don Lemon. Five dollars. <laughs> the whole thing, especially the president and Democrats, now are talking about income inequality, and that's basically what you know when you talk uh, about. I was thinking of a different show. Yeah, you on the planet. Right? Two fifty, two fifty. Yeah. Income inequality. 
Do you think that's looking at you know what's happening in the news now? Is that a good idea? Do it's you a great idea. It is the greatest idea. Uh, we have a much more vibrant society when we don't have such a vast chasm between the haves and the have-nots. We need uh, that middle ground that we call the middle class, the people who buy Ooh. everything, mm -hmm. people who use, the, right? Yeah, and then he, he's... And without a middle class, you're not going to have... This is where he talks about middle class, but it's the same... Place, go for it, go for it, I'm ready. Wealth distribution or either a mindset that you... Well, uh, it's kind of... Cool, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that is yeah. an issue. But I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news. But I've, of course, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to I wanna so just go, up. this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse Look to talk about it. But making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is a problem we have. So I understand you recently had a birthday. You're yeah, yeah. Let's change the subject. So uh, how was your birthday? Yeah, basically, he said, well, look at you and me. We have opportunity. It's we got to stop making it about, you know, Jewish people, racism, you know, things like that. We need to stop making it about we that. Need to start that's what with creates the divide. That's right in front of us. Yeah. Like I listen, I have people in my family that will minimize their conversations with me just because they've been told that everything that I say is hateful without even actually sitting down with me for more than three minutes on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well... I can't assume that about anybody unless I actually have a conversation with them about it. And I think that's something that every I would encourage everybody to do is, is to have a conversation. So what, what he was saying is really interesting. Um, so they talk about the pay gap and the wage gap. One thing about the Bible that I love is that, um, <clears throat> is that the Bible lets you know off the bat, some people have it worse, some people have it better, but that is irrelevant to your individual walk. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I wish I had the money to like do the studio up and, and oh, yeah. you know and and promote this show. Like I wish I I really did, but but just because I don't have it doesn't mean that there is someone out there purposely oppressing me that I don't have it. It just means I haven't figured it out. I haven't done my homework. I haven't maybe obsessed about it enough to to, to get it done. So what Morgan mm, Freeman yeah. said about the pay gap. And he said the middle class is important. It's because everybody is important. And I think if we understood that everyone's role is different and that we all are important in a certain way and that we were actually all part of a bigger picture, I think we would have a different understanding of each other. Definitely. And I think the greatest uh, thing that our, our enemy can do to us is divide. You know, yeah. not and and put a wedge between. I mean, he did like look at the garden. As soon as that happened, it's like, you know, did God really say that? So did he? Did he really? I think I think he's a fruit denier. He's, that's what it is. <laughs> God's a fruit denier, and he took the legs off the serpent. You know what? He's you a know? he's a serpent walking denier. Yeah, but even Jesus said that because if you follow me, that you, you know, mother's going to go against father and brother and sister and so on. There's going to be a divide because that's what kind of the truth of the gospel does it kind of divides you yeah even in the in the show we're not worried about how many viewers and things we got no. we, we just want to try to be as truthful as we can and speak the truth as we can and and you know sometimes that's not the popular thing you know it's not the popular thing like like listen you know what's really boring to talk about how we have to pay our taxes and we have to do these things because yeah. this is normal life everybody does it not everybody does it but some people don't do it, but you should do it. Why? Because it's all part of supporting the system that supports us back. You're supposed to love your country, not because it's perfect, but because of the potential that it could be. But yeah. understanding what's actually going on around you and not saying like, oh, you know what? I don't want to take the time to think about it. It hurts my head. Well, you need to hurt your head. I'm sorry. You yeah. really need to think about these things. These things are important. My, my favorite, my, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible right here, Matthew twenty two twenty one. They said, he says, uh, whose money is that? He says, they said Caesar's. And then Jesus said to them, <laughs> yeah. therefore render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things are go of God. Read, yeah, I mean, that's huge because there's there's a as an underlining thing there. What was that, Matthew? Because twenty two twenty one. Yeah. Well, go to twenty like uh, nineteen eighteen. Yeah, because I'd, I'd like to go to that real quick because that, it, it, you know, was it Matthew what? It, Matthew twenty two. 21 uh, verse 21 around there 
Okay, like saying jump to like eighteen or whatever to, to get the meat. Of yeah, it. but but yeah, but he he was basically. But it says my name. Okay, yeah. So so it's the tribute. So the Pharisees and they they basically trying to get him on something, and they were like handed him like should we pay our taxes basically, you know? Yeah, it's like it's and like he's like, well, okay, show me the coin. And then he said, "Who whose image is is on the coin?" And they were like, "Well, Caesar's image." So he says, "Okay, render to Caesar's uh, the things of Caesar, and to God the things of God." So basically, what he's saying there is <laughs> is that the coin has the image of Caesar or Benjamin Franklin or you know or, or, or whatever, whatever. Render that, but you have God's images upon you. Upon you. So you need to render yourself to God. Exactly. Yeah. And the the importance of that. Is, is to say like, God is responsible for all things, but man created that coin. Right. God created you. You should be more concerned with what you're rendering onto God, what you're sacrificing within yourself to give to God every day, yeah. than to be more concerned with the things that you can't take with you. I think that's the ultimate great divide. Is when I came to realize what it was real is the, the the great divide of heaven and hell. And that is actually just a, a depiction of you spending the rest of eternity without God and then spending the rest of eternity with him. So that's the great, the ultimate great divide. And that's what you should be concerned about. I mean, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because we we are so caught up, and I I love Francis Chan did a, did one of those things when he was like he had that rope, and he's like just imagine I don't I can't do it as like he oh, yeah. does, but he's like just imagine this rope goes on forever, it just keeps going and going and going. You're and going. concerned with this little. He's and he shows this little little red tape at the end <laughs> of the rope, tape. and he's like, this is your life. This is your life versus eternity. Yeah, and he's like, and this is your life versus all eternity. So you're concerned about when I'm going to retire, when I'm going to do this, when I'm going to do that. He's like, but you have all of eternity, and, and we don't see that. Yeah, you know. As much as you should be concerned, like, okay, I, yeah. I get to spend eternity in the presence of the creator, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're not concerned with that, why don't you try working your life around the creator and see if that opens up your perspective to eternity with him? You know what I mean? Yeah. Start there. I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Bruce, wrap my robe. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I had to you know, do it. You know, but like, but like, think about it like that. Like, um, if 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 you are, are wrestling with the Word of God, for example, or even are unsure if it's the Word of God, why don't you apply it to your life? Follow it for a season. See what happens. See if your life gets potentially better. Or worse, but have accountability. Have somebody guide you through. That's tough because people that force themselves to try things, it's it's they're trying on their own. It's something that the spirit's going to do. It's like feeding. What you got to realize is to a kid you, you, you don't want to come to the end of the life and all of a sudden it's denied. <laughs> it's like, but 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 hold on, hold on. I did really good stuff. Get the button ready. Get the button. I did really good stuff, and I'm telling you, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And, and what what do you think? Denied. <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. No, because in the Bible, you know, it says that that people will say like, "Well, Jesus, I did this in your name. I did that in your name." And and and, and that's true. Like he, they, and he's like, "There's people that from me. I don't know who you are." You are yeah, that people actually did the work and think they're Christians and things like that. That's why you know it says it in the Bible too. Like uh, in James and and Paul talks about it. Is is you need to continually test your faith. You need to continually question. You know, and think about these things. You yeah, know? and let me tell you, that will cause a divide in your family because, yeah. like, when you strive for righteousness, um, and, and these are such biblical terms that it, it actually spooks people. I think, but but what's really but so, no, but that's what our country is founded on, is. like it justice, was, but this righteousness. You know, absolutely, it should be right. We, yeah. So what's really interesting is like, so we were doing a Bible study in Hosea, and Hosea is at the part like chapter seven. It's all about this topic right here. It's about the lukewarm right. and the hot. Yeah. Like like anything in life that you pursue, like we talk about pursuing God, seeking his face, right? You know, don't be lukewarm. God's, you know, I'll, I'll spit, spit you out. You out. Yeah, like, like I'd rather you be hot 
or cold. I don't want you to be lukewarm, one foot in, one foot out. Like, like go all out. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, depart yeah. from you. I don't know you. So now, like, so this is our this is our walk. This is what we do. Um, this is what we're striving for every day, or should be um, getting better. Like, like, like trying to like like turn the inside of us out, expose our dark sides, and let everything be brought to light and to be fixed. So when you're around people like that that are really truly good it's intimidating because like the world teaches you well how far can i go in front of this person yeah you know like how about you don't need to go far in front of that person how about you just need to exist in goodness in that moment and 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 see what what great things come out of that relationship because how much of of the relationships that we're surrounded in are toxic Mm. that that are destructive just be, and, and we do it because we're just so used to it yeah doing good things is not easy people are not going to want to spend time with you people are not going to want to hang out and talk to you unless they're seeking the things that are good then they're going to want to get your opinion on these things and they're going to say like okay well what does god say about it right. this is where i agree this is where i disagree that creates a massive divide like before politics divided anything in my life this walk divided things in my life Definitely. I reached out to people. I said, hey, listen, you know, I just want you to let you know, like, I've experienced God, and they weren't believers, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just really glad that this happened. You know, I'd love to, to hang out with you sometime. I miss you. No answer back. Yeah. They're like, oh. I mean, oh. that that happened with me and you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, Sean's good. You know, good for him. <laughs> you know? Good for him. Call it, I was calling Christian. you up, man. I'm trying to talk to you about it. I was like, bro. I was like, listen, man, I just want to just do my You're things. like, I'm really proud of you, bro. I'm really proud of you, bro. Excuse me. I want to go get high now. <laughs> that's what that's what I was doing. No, but see, you know no. why? Because Sean's goodness intimidated me because I knew the reality of the of the junk that I was living in. Yeah. Like your 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 walk intimidated me because I knew that there was no there was no room for that conversation anymore. And right. a lot of our friendship to me was kind of molded on some of the mistakes that we might have made in life. And I kind of latched onto that instead of saying, Okay, what can I learn from him? I was thinking about, well, well, what kind of nostalgic destruction did we have? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's not a good reason to 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 be friends with anybody. But this is the problem that we have, and this is why we're so divided as people right now. It's because we would rather hold on to the things that are familiar and destructive than embracing the things that are good and difficult. Yeah, and having those difficult conversations. Just you know, my pastor did a a whole sermon this week about you know who do you see basically in the mirror you know who who do you see you i know? see morgan freeman yeah who who do you see and and it's like look at what jesus did i mean he was with you know they were like look at him he's with the the, the tax collectors the the drunkards the, ironically you, enough like you know like why is he there he should be with me it's kind of like the 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 parable of the prodigal son it's like, it's like i'm a righteous I, man I, i've been doing i've been with you father this whole time doing the work doing everything why and here is so- his son that was just eating with the pigs he smells like crap he took his money, and now he yeah. comes he spends everything he was with a bunch of prostitutes, prostitutes now drinking. he comes now he comes home and you throw a party for him and he's like and the father's like i, I don't i don't get why you're upset your brother's back yeah like, like don't you don't you see your brother's back like aren't you happy yeah but the son but the son because the son was so conditioned to getting everything he wanted and everything that his father had to offer, and all he had to do was have this pretend obedience and fondness to his father. Right. He says, look, father, I've never strayed. I've never betrayed you. Well, if, if, if your intention was, was pure and good, you wouldn't have to say that now, would you? Right. You know? But the, but the other son learned the hard way. And not only did he learn the hard way, he came back home because... Where is the best place to be? It's in the presence of your of your father. So th- he says this twice. The father says this twice in there, but at the end, he says it at the beginning when he's talking to the son. The son's Slaughter like, "I did this." Calf. No, he goes, he goes, "Hey, you've you've been w- with me this whole time. What's mine is yours. Yeah, you you've been. What's mine is yours. It's fitting we celebrate because your brother was dead, and now he's alive. He was lost, and now, now he's, he's found. found. Yeah, now." 
Now that's you see the Bible speaks on that too that the that the heavens celebrate more for one sinner who has repented and turned his ways for, than than a, what is it a thousand yeah. that have lived straight yeah. because it's harder to realize that you were wrong and be humbled by it than it is to have never done wrong and not realize the um, the dynamic of of good versus evil the dynamic of love versus hate or selfishness right. versus humility like in order to really truly experience all the good. Honestly, you have to endure evil. Yeah. You know, like I don't ever say like, oh, don't watch this, don't do this, don't don't partake in this. Like uh like the whole Halloween thing. We well, had a conversation on yeah, that. Yeah, in this, I mean, it, before Jesus even talks about that, he talks about the lost sheep, you know, the one yes. how to do it He talks about the lost co- coin, the woman that mm-hmm. has all these other coins, but she she won't stop until she finds that one coin. You know, and then he goes into the prodigal son. But that also follows the the thing when Jesus went and he had the the woman that came in and cried on his feet. And yeah, he he basically said to to Simon and because Simon was like, if you knew who this woman was, you wouldn't sit there and and have her cry on your feet and wipe your feet. And and he was basically told them the, the story of like you know if there's someone that owed you five hundred dollars or someone that owed you fifty dollars. I'm paraphrasing, of course. He says, and then you, and then the the person that you owe the money to said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to forgive you." Which one is great? Like more grateful? So yeah, and the word, and the craziest thing about it is that Jesus is like, "I am the Son of God. What, what I do, what my Father tells me. Like we are one and the same." And then Peter's like, "Oh, if you knew who that girl was, Jesus is like, yeah, that's my daughter." <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right. like, what do you mean? Right. If I, you know, what's knew, funny is, is, know? is it was uh, Simon. It wasn't Peter, but it was Simon, and, si- uh, and he was a Pharisee. Oh, and, Simon, that's right, Simon I'm, the Pharisee. Yeah. But, but, but he said it in his mind, yeah. and Jesus was like, "Hey, I got a story for you." And he's like, "Wait, wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> I got a story for you. He, and then he, tells him, he tells him the story. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. I was just thinking that he goes because he actually questioned Jesus as a prophet. He was like, "What kind of prophet is this?" If he doesn't even know what type of woman is at his feet right now. Yeah, he's like, I know exactly what type of woman is at my. Yeah. I mean, and you know what's crazy because it's like, but that's the divide. Kids, if you have kids, one of the most frustrating things you could ever deal with is watching your kids fight. Yeah, you know. So imagine Jesus. He's like, oh, they're like they're bickering here and there, and he's just like, I ought to whoop both of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the table, right? Or it was they were behind him. Who's going to sit next to him? You know, fighting yeah. over who's going to sit next to him. Yeah. So, so as we're drawing to a close, let's just yeah. sharpen up on the divide a little bit. Like, listen, um, regardless what anyone's viewpoints are, the first thing that that should be prioritized throughout anything is relationship. Yeah. You can't get to an understanding without relationship. Nobody is going to want to listen to you unless there is some type of constant dialogue. Yeah. And, a lot and of like what you said the, and what you said earlier it's your values. Yes. You, you have to you have to be able to stand by your values. And, and so make sure before you enter that conversation that you are firm in what your values are and there is good reasoning behind it. Because when somebody challenges your reasoning, it doesn't make them hateful. It actually makes them more caring to challenge your viewpoints. Like if you mm-hmm. have any questions, challenge us. Well, it's like that first yeah. we talked about last week in First Peter where Peter was like, you know, be ready to give an answer. But the first part of that verse was, make sure you sanctify Christ in your heart because if you don't sanctify Christ in your heart, you're not going to give it answer that, that is the will of God. Yes. And and that has to be a, well, I definitely need to do that. Yeah. Because if I fire off, if, if if Caesar follows off and Christ fires off and Christ doesn't, (laughs) then things are just going to get messy. And, and, it's 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 super difficult to to get anything accomplished in that way. Yeah, and then so, all you get, all you're gonna hear, you know, is is just a big, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. Um, before we go, I'm not saying that we've all have we all have the approach right. I'm not gonna say that at all. Like, there's plenty of relationships I I wish in my life could be mended a lot easier. That that I was maybe braver to approach. That uh, that maybe I wouldn't have made some mistakes. And as, although I don't live in the past, what I do do is I say, okay, like if given the opportunity, how could I repair that? You know, like these are things that we should consider because all relationships have some type of value to them, if not greater value than others in some. So so think about your relationship. That and I think thinking about uh, as far as culture now and in politics and things like that. 
we we tend to we tend to divide each other because of our our political views let's say but when things really uh go south like whether we have a disaster or something happens it's interesting how we all come together and we're like you know what we we we're going to pull through this and yeah. you know when 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 uh disaster hits we all come together we need to do understand that our country is on the verge of disaster hitting yeah on certain areas and we need to start pulling together absolutely you know i i debate people i i, I it's funny because some of the people i debate the hardest when they have a problem they call me not because i have all the answers you're gonna be honest because i'm gonna be honest to them and they yeah. know they can count on me to be honest and they know that I'm, regardless that I don't agree with them, that I would never leave them out in the cold. Right. That's not, that's not my place. It's my job to, to try to love these people as, as, as best as possible. And I'm a joker. Like, I clown. I think everybody knows that. But the most important thing is that. Every once in a while, you got to give a good. That's it. Just set them straight. <laughs> bang, bang. You know. But, um, yeah, I mean, whether it's a slap or a hug, it's all in love, baby. No, I'm <laughs> it's all in love. All right. So, um. We're going to talk next week, all right? We're going to we're going to let this go now. It's yeah. a lot of politics for people to handle. Yeah, definitely. But tune in next week, same time, same place. Keeping yeah. it funky. Only on Off the Books. Yeah. So we will see you next week. What what we're talking about? I don't know. Another thing. Something. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Wednesday night at 8. Don't be late. <laughs>